Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash worldofrow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the World of Rogue Podcast. All right, folks, sit back, relax, crank up that audio level to the highest decibel, because you're about to get into the World of Rogue Podcast, a podcast about podcasts that features intimate interviews and personal journeys of fellow podcasters, musicians, entrepreneurs, people, and DIY entertainers. This podcast is available to you every Friday on iTunes, Overcast, Podcast Addict, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Best way that you can help out my show is by taking the time to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, use your social media when you're hanging out, let them know about an amazing podcast that you've been listening to. And if I, if you ever get more listeners for me, I will give you a personal handshake and a high five and maybe I'll buy you a milkshake or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll totally do that. Yes. Let's do that. So this week, how's everyone's week going? Um, how's your April been? It's been kind of uh, hectic and, you know, here the weather's been up and down. But the best thing about it so far is that I feel lighter, healthier, or something like, I guess, lighter, you know, in so many ways. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've been in shape and losing weight, but, you know, just feeling feeling lighter. It's an, it's an inside thing, I guess, maybe mentally. Anyway, um, yeah, we've, uh, we're ready. April's usually a good time because you got, what, the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and speaking of NBA playoffs. We got our our Spurs take us at a score win. Yes, super excited. And um yeah, we're related. Elated is beyond relief for that. So anyway, um this week on the show we have Shane from Now That I'm Older podcast on. Uh great guy. He puts together an amazing show with his co-host and you know, he we talk about the premise of his show quite a bit in this in this podcast and how it all started for him. Uh we it really pertains to more like life lessons, I guess, you know, as we're, as we're younger or kids or we're getting older or not getting older, but you know, you get the idea. So they put together an amazing show and, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully one day, um, sharing a, now that I'm older story with him on his podcast, but enough about this, uh, jibber jabber. Oh, you know, one last thing. Hey, you checked out the, uh, we got a, I got a sponsor. Yeah. Thank you. Audible.com. You guys can check out that free trial. If you listen to that message, kicks back a few shekels to me and uh, helps me with my podcast. So uh, if you if you like auto, you like listening to books or you like reading books, audible.com is the way to go. All right, so let's uh, dive in and we'll catch you on the other end. So Shane, how's it going, dude? It's going pretty good, man. How's it going with you? It's going great. Just uh, another Monday, a good Monday, an eventful Monday to say the least. And um, I'm really glad that we finally got the opportunity to to sit down, podcast, do our little podcast, and you know, talk talk shop or talk whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, for the for behind the scenes. What you guys don't know is me and Ro have been working on trying to do this for at least a month trying yeah. to be able to nail down schedules. And we've come to the conclusion that being adults makes it very hard 
to work around each other, especially when you're in a different time zone. Yeah. So, and where are you at exactly again? I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta I'm actually in a suburb about a, I'm in a suburb about suburb about 20 minutes outside of Atlanta, but I'm there like as soon as I need to be. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. So welcome to the show. Thanks for being on, man. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, so for those of you, uh, Shane is a co-host of the podcast called now that I'm older, hence the reference to being adults sucks because we have to work around schedules and time zones and things of that nature. So Shane, tell, tell us a little bit about your show, man. Well, now that I'm older is a show that, um, I started about a year, um, about a year and a half ago, I got the idea and it was actually a friend of mine named Christian who, uh, hit me up one day and said, Hey man, um, I'm starting a podcast network and I think you'd be great to be on this podcast network. And I said, okay, well, that's what makes you think that he was like, well, you know, we've, um, the behind the scenes, I'd actually shot a movie with Christian, me and Kenny, um, my co-host on the show, we're actually part of a production company called Cicero Baldwin Productions. And we we produced our own movie. That's a whole nother story for another time. But we, in the process of that, we met Christian, who's a filmmaker. And he said, he's starting this podcast network. And he says, I think you'd be great to do a show. I'd love to have you, you know, just throw something together. What do you think? Let's, uh, let's get something together. And I was like, um, okay. I spent about two weeks thinking about whether or not I wanted to be you know, if I wanted to start doing this thing, because I'd been in a band before I'd actually, um, like I said, I'd made a movie before. So I'd done creative venues and those are always amazing for me to put stuff into, to put my time into. Um, but I just, I knew this would be a commitment, like a weekly thing. And it was like, I don't know, do I really want to get into something that like, that presses me like that? So after a little while of thinking about it, we made the decision to, um, to go ahead. I, I decided I would go ahead and do a pilot episode with my brother and Kenny, uh, we went back and sat down to do a news story that I found about a, um, a guy and a goblin in Africa. And it was a real goblin, according to this, uh, all the articles we read. And we sat down to talk about this guy and a goblin and this guy dying. And there, it was, I'm, I'm telling you, it was one of the weirdest stories that I've ever read, but we're sitting there reading this weird news story, not really talking about anything, not really doing anything. We're just kind of having fun and shooting the shit. And after I shot that pilot with my, uh, my best friend, Kenny and my little brother, I said, you know what? I think I can do this. I think this will be fun. Yeah. So that was pretty much the beginning of how we got into it. And then very quickly, <coughs> excuse me, very quickly after we got into doing the podcast, um, it, it started out as just us talking about stuff. Like I would throw in a little story about my life in the beginning, like, you know, things that have happened to me and things that I've seen happen to other people. And then we would go into talking about weird news stories. And over time, it's always been called now that I'm older, but over time it's kind of developed into a few crazy news stories here and there, but also throwing in mostly like me and Kenny talking about the stuff that we did um, as little kids or things that we watched on TV as little kids or, you know, our first cars, you know, all sorts of shit like that. So it's grown into being more and more, um, more and more geared towards memories, I guess you could say and yeah. stories. And, and that's cool. That's a cool concept. So, I mean, there, again, you know, just a few weeks ago, I interviewed, um, the nearly true review boys and they do things like with film and to not saturate themselves in the film podcast genre, they, they talk about things vastly different. They talk a lot about, you know, independent films and they do real or fake trivia, which I thought was really cool. But your podcast, it's awesome because you're doing something 
called Now That I'm Older, where you referenced a lot of stuff growing up and, you know, different shows and things of that nature. And I think that's really cool because there's not too many like you out there, is there? No, not that I've, uh, not that I've been able to find. I mean, there's plenty of story podcasts. Like oh, yeah. one of, one of my big influences when I was starting out podcasting was uh, snap judgment, the okay. uh, NPR podcast. And I was, it was just one of those magical things. I'd never listened to podcasts before. And this is one of the first ones that I found. And I was instantly like, Holy shit. There's like shows out there that just sit around and talk yeah, and like stories. And then I started finding their sports podcast and like, it just opened up this whole world for me. But listening to snap judgment, it made me realize like I've always wanted to tell, cause I've got some crazy ass stories that I share on the sh- on the uh, show yeah. and I wanted to be able to share those. So I thought, you know, well, I'll just give a little story at the beginning and then me and Kenny will talk about some crazy stuff and we'll move on from there. And over time, like the more feedback I started getting from the audience, they were like, listen, we want to hear about the crazy shit you guys did a lot more. Like we want to hear about like the crazy stories that you guys have, like either it's happening now or it happened to you. And right. I haven't, I haven't found many shows. There's plenty of story shows, like I said, but not a lot of them are focused on kind of recalling memories from when you were a kid and kind of sharing like how that shaped your day and how that shaped who you are now. Right. And, and that's a, and that's a cool concept, man, behind it. Well, thank you very much. Yes, man. Yes, indeed. So, um, so you've done 61 episodes so far. Um, and you guys drop every week, I'm assuming. Yes. Right. Which day is that? Are you? A yes. We drop every Thursday and, yeah. um, I'm proud. One of the most proud things I can say, um, about doing the podcast is that we've never missed a week. Now we might've, um, repackaged like some older clips and stuff like that, but we've always released something that was at least had a smidge of new content in it at least once a week, um, for 61 straight weeks. So that makes me like, that's a badge of honor that I wear. Like, you know, I read somewhere when I first started doing this thing that you had to be consistent and you had to have pretty good quality. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do everything I can about the quality, but the one thing I can definitely always, every single time control is the fact that I'm going to be consistent. So I'm not sliding any other shows that, you know, can't make a weekly schedule or anything like that. But for me, it was like, this is one of those things I've got to do. I've got to press and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make sure that, you know, if people want to listen to the show, they can find it every week. Right. And that's a, that I think I I like that you brought that up because um, several podcasters that I've talked to so far, they've all mentioned the same thing, consistency. And I just like to talk about that on a regular basis every time I'm doing one of these, because some people who are interested and if they are listening to this podcast and they want to start a podcast, that was kind of like my goal to make it seem like, Hey, you know, it's not that hard to do, but the most important thing is, is if you're going to do it, you better stick to your guns and you have to drop every single week because if you miss one week and it turns to two, you know, you can really detriment your, your show. It can have a, it can have a huge impact on it. You can lose your downloads. You can lose your listens and then you lose it lose a big, you know, big core of your audience. And that's something that you should take very seriously because it's at the same time you're putting out content, but if you want it to be successful and you want it to grow, you have to do that. Yeah. You definitely, you have to stay on top of, you know, the good content and the consistency as much as you have control over. Now we all have lives and everybody has things that they have to do. But if you, you know, like I said, there's been times like during the Christmas vacation and stuff like that, when all the kids are off and, you know, we're running around trying to get Christmas presents bought those two episodes around Christmas and New Year's. I do a best of episode because I'm really freaking swamped. I just record one story for both of those and then I I throw the best of out there, but I still try to make sure that something's out every week. 
Yeah. That's one of the things that, you know, I, there was a couple of really good podcasts that I got into some independent ones when I first started out right. and, um, great shows, but as unfortunately happens a good bit, you know, they would get to 20, 30 episodes and it would just get to be laborious to try and, or get to be too hard to try and continue to, to do that show every week and get guests and, you know, book everything. And it's like, you know, they, I'm going to come back. I promise I'm going to come back. And these, these friends of mine would put the show on the shelf or maybe, you know, there was a couple of them that were friends of mine. There were a couple of them that were just people that, you know, were shows I liked and they would put the show on the shelf and you wouldn't hear anything for like three weeks, like four weeks, six weeks. And then you'd get, you know, like a a Twitter thing or something like that saying, Hey, you know, sorry about that guys. We'll be back. You know, we're just on hiatus now. And then it's like, after a while, there's so many other podcasts that as soon as you fumble and and stop attracting people, unless you've got something that nobody else is doing and there's a rampant fan base for it, you're probably going to lose your fan base. You know, it's going to be very difficult to rebuild it from the ground up. Yep. And I think that that's something that I'm kind of encountering with my other podcast that I'm co-hosting. We put, we did, uh, we, we had done 17 episodes, but like what you were saying, consistency and I, and I'll, and I'll address it because I think it's, it's fair enough to, to address because it's an experience and you should share. Um, we had a problem with consistency. I, you know, I made a point to met, let my co-host know, Hey, we, if we're going to do this, we got to do it every single week. We have to build an audience, but the minute we get, we fall behind, we get, we lose consistency that can affect it, the show negatively. And, and, uh, I, <laughs> I, and, and, and that's why I kind of started doing this thing because I knew that I knew what I was doing and it's not the, against nothing against my co-host, but you know, he talks about, we need to get it going again and that's fine. I mean, sometimes life, life really happens and you get caught up in the work environment and it's going to set you back. That's understandable. But you, if you really want to do this and you're passionate about it and you have to go in with the intention that, Hey, at the beginning, if you're looking to monetize and all that, that comes way down the road. You got to build a show. You got to build your content and you have to go with that mindset that, Hey, it's going to happen. It may happen. It may not happen. It, it definitely, you, you, there's a lot of people that I've heard um, that talk about wanting to be on a podcast and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's probably a good way to make money and stuff too. Isn't it? Like I have, that's, that's something that people ask me from time to time. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, if you're looking to get into it to make money, you probably should never buy a microphone in the first place. Yeah. Um, Cause you're going to have to have people that want to listen before you're ever going to make any kind of money. And not like a few, like a few people listening, like you got to have a lot of people to be able to make a dent in any sort of thing that you're doing. And they always look at me like, so why do you do it? I'm like, dude, if you don't love doing this, like if you're not jacked to get up once a week and put your show together, it's not going to be fun for you. You're going to drop it after, you know, two or three months. It's got to be something that you really love doing. And that's why, like I could see when you started your own show, um, you know, away from the other show that you've got going on, it was something that you were immediately passionate about. You obviously show the passion about you know, what you're, what you were doing and stuff like that. And that's what led you to doing another show. And it's what, um, like one of the things for me, uh, you talked about working with a co-host for me, my co-host, uh, Kenny, like if I tried to make him do this every week, we would never get the show out because oh, yeah. he's just, he's got other stuff going on and he stays busy and he can't exactly get together once a week to do something like this. So <clears throat> what I did was I came up with a solution to where we never talk about current events. We make our show not about current events. We just make it more of stories or us, you know, talking about crazy news articles or things that our friends did or, you know, reviewing um, theme songs from shows and things like that. So I made it to where we never did current events, but I'll go over to his house and record 
two or three hours with him and I'll get four or five episodes out of it. That's smart. Yeah, that's good because then you've got yourself a, you've built yourself up an inventory of audio that you can put out week after week. Exactly. And that's the kind of the way I've, I started working the show in the beginning. I was like, how am I going to be able to do this? Cause I, I wanted to be a, a, um, a current event show. Right. And I was like, you know, it'll be so easy, you know, just talk about like, give your opinion on stuff. And then I thought after I started like really digging into the independent podcast scene and like got, you know, deeper down, I started realizing that there's a, a I don't want to say this in any sort of a negative way, because if you're doing current events, no, God I'm love not. you. It's it, oh, yeah. no, I'm not talking about you. Oh, yeah, I'm just talking general. about overall yeah. in general, if you're doing current events, you know, more power to you. I just realized that I didn't want to go in. I didn't, there's everybody who's doing it right now. Everybody's got their own spin on it and everybody's got their own niche. And I yeah. just felt like I would be clawing for, for space in that world. So that's why we made the decision to go ahead and do it. Like, you know, four or five, six episodes at a time from the audio that I can record with him. And now I just come yeah. home. I record my monologues once a week at my house, record my transitions. And then I throw everything into my, uh, my editing software and that's my episode every week. So it keeps me, I still have to depend on a co-host, but I don't have to have him every single week with me. Yeah. 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 And you know, um, when I first started doing the, the, this podcast, this, uh, my own solo show, I had looked to, to, to John from the just John podcast because he does his show by himself. And I listened to his show and I'm just like, how's he doing this where he's not having gaps and everything like that? Because when I first started doing my monologues, Oh my gosh. I mean, even they're just starting to get to the level where I'm just like, all right, I got it. I got my, I got my, what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to do and I'm going to knock it out. But man, before I'm, I'm just like fumbling my words. I mean, I'm, even then, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like two weeks ago, I was still fumbling my words. <laughs> I think like last week I wasn't, I was finally not fumbling my words, but it's kind of, it's almost kind of hard because you have to think about, well, I'm talking to people, but it, when I'm doing this, I'm looking at my computer. <laughs> I'm, I have this, I'm, right. I'm talking to the internet almost. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult when you're sitting there trying to record a monologue and especially, you know, when you're trying to keep it compelling as you are, cause I understand completely in the beginning of the show, it's just my voice on an Island with a song. There's nothing else going on behind it or anything like that. It's just me. And then like some backing pan music in the background to give some sort of a bass to listen to, but I'm not even listening to that when I'm recording. It's just me yeah. talking. And it's like, sometimes I'm sitting there at my microphone going, Oh geez. Like I've had to yeah. get up and yeah. literally walk away from my mic and be like, I'm going to come back in 10 minutes. And I'm going to calm down and I'm going to sit down and record this because I'll get so angry at myself that I'll get to one part of a story and I won't be able to hit like, you know, this one section of it. I'll, I keep forgetting what I'm looking to say right there or something like that. And it's yeah. like, you know, in the beginning, it was really rough and it's getting a lot better nowadays. Like I can come in and do, you know, an episode in a relatively good amount of time. But back in the day, it used to be like an all day thing. I would go into the studio on like Saturday afternoon and I call it the studio, but it's basically my TV room downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I would just sit and record stories all day long. I'd spend like seven or eight hours recording stories, recording wow. transitions. And then I'd go ahead and put all the episodes together. And after a while I was like, dude, I'm going to kill myself. Like yeah. I'm going to burn myself out if I keep on doing this kind of shit. So it got to be, you know, going back to the, you know, the not having a co-host thing, like it, it must be much easier you know, to know like where things go, because you don't have to worry about, you know, did your co-host say something silly right there? Are they in the middle of a, like, are they talking over you right here and stuff like that? So yeah. in that regard, I kind of envy guys like you and John, where you don't have to worry about 
anybody talking over the top of you or anything like that for the most part is when you're doing your monologues and things. Right. Yeah. And the thing, the thing for me was I noticed that the, the, with the co-host, I mean, I had a lot of fun doing the podcast with my co-host and I still, I mean, I still want to go back to it, but like you said, the, the scary part is you're almost, it's like ground zero. It's almost like, okay, what are we going to, we're going to call this episode 20 or do we call this season two episode one? How do we go about this? But yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing was just the time restraint. I mean, he would say, okay, let's do it. I gotta, and again, if he's listening to this, I'm not, I'm not dogging you, man. It's just, right. you know, sometimes it'd be 10 to 10 o'clock, 11, 1030. I mean, it'd get really late. And by then you're, you're kind of like, you know, I mean, you're a grown up. I mean, you're an adult. You got a, you got a son. I got a child. I got a daughter. By then you're already like the batteries are shutting down. You're ready to just kind of unwind and, and hit the sack. And almost, I mean, sometimes I don't always go to bed that early, but at that point, my mind is shutting down and I'm ready to just kind of relax. So I noticed that there was times where I'm almost like he's talking and he's in his flow and I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder. I didn't mean to like play into that, but it's, it's a lot, it's a lot harder when you're in that, that moment. Cause I know what you're talking about. There's times that, you know, it won't work out for me and Kenny to start recording until like nine 30 at night or some shit like yeah. that. And then we're, we're recording until like 2 a.m., but oh both of us go into it knowing that's what we're going to do. And like, you know, I'll grab him a five hour energy and I'll grab me one and be like, all right, dude, we're in this. Let's, let's knock yeah. this out. Let's get this taken care of. Um, but usually we try to start at a relative good time. Cause I, I feel the exact same thing you're talking about. There's times that you're sitting there recording with your co-host and you know, they're ready to go. They're, they're jacked up and you just don't have it because of the time, you know, cause of what time it is. And that, that makes perfect sense to me because I've had definitely a few of those moments when I was hanging out with Kenny over at the house. But at the same time, you know, like you said, when you have a co-host, you have to kind of work around their schedule for the most right. part. There's definitely a respect that you can have, you know, where you can say, listen, we're not always going to work just on your schedule. But I don't know, for me, it feels like because, you know, now that I'm older, it's my show as far as yeah. like, you know, I do the marketing for it. I do the the editing for it. I do all that stuff. Kenny is it's our show and the fact that we produce the content. It's my show and the fact that basically the entire show, as far as the logistics go, I'm in the background, like putting everything together and cutting everything together. And, and Kenny always will joke with me and go, well, I'm the talent, you know, I'm the talent of this outfit. I'm the one who brings the funny to the show and stuff like oh, that. Wow, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's got nothing to do with, you know, the music or the, the editing nothing, or anything like yeah, that. It's, yeah. None of that matters at all. If all that was crap, people would still love it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of like a slap in the face almost. But I mean, I can see the humor behind it. I think right. I, was talk, I was talking to Jack from the Naked Diner, and he had said, you know, I I do. He's like, I, I handle all the social media and kind of like what you were doing, what you're doing. And he's like, you know, Andy just shows up, but we knock it out of the park. He, I mean, he's the the comedian. He does the, he's the one that gets the the guests on the show. So I'm like, okay, that'll that'll definitely work, man. I mean, if I mean if he, but at least he's contributing something in the sense like, hey, he's finding the guests. And they've had right. some really good guests on the show. So, um, you know, I think that, that works out well for them. But at the same time, I, I get where you're coming from. That's that's kind of funny. But at the same time, that can be almost frustrating for somebody who's putting in the extra time and effort like you're doing to make it well, produce an amazing show. It is and it isn't because I know, Kenny, like this is the one thing like I will tell, you know, your listeners out there that, you know, Kenny is not over the top like he sounds like an ass sometimes on the show, but he's just, he's not as brash as he comes off. Sometimes he's not a shock jock. I don't want to paint him in that light, but yeah. there are times that Kenny's, you know, just playing it up a little bit. Um, so when he says stuff like that, 
pardon me. No, you're good. When he says stuff like that, you know, it's, he's making a joke for the show. You know, yeah. it's more of like a, one of, one of the big things that he'll say on the show is uh, I'm not on this podcast. <laughs> and like, we'll be recording the show. We'll be in the middle of recording the show. And he's like, I'm not on a podcast. I'm totally not on this podcast at all. <laughs> so he, it's little jokes and shit like that, that he does here and there. So I just want to rest assured, you know, to everybody out there that, you know, me and Kenny are not going to fight or anything like that, the way that we sound. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I get it, man. I mean, he, I, I from an entertaining aspect of saying that, that, that does, that's kind of funny. I mean, you can't, you can't knock him for doing that. Well, it's, it's, we, we kind of sat down in the beginning after we kind of realized where the show was going and things like that. And, you know, like I said, it's, that's a probably around 60, 40 Kenny's personality. Like it's about 60% of who he really is. Maybe 70% of really who he is. Um, and there's like a 30% nice side that, you know, you guys just don't get to see, but it's, um, it, it's one of those things I've actually had people hit me up before. Like when the Potter and family thing started up, some other podcast would hit me up and say, Hey man, um, how do you work with your co-host? Like, you know, are, are you guys actually friends or how does that whole thing work? And I'm like, no dude, it's, yeah. it's, it's totally cool. Me and him have been friends and I've been friends with him for 20 something years at this point. So it, he and right. I have known each other for a while. Yeah. And that works, right? Cause I mean, you've known each other, you know, you kind of know your ins and outs and you're practically, cause you've been friends for so long. You're practically married, married to each other in a sense, because you know, each other's, um, thoughts and yeah. facial expressions and what how this makes them feel and everything like that so that's kind of that's kind of funny but i mean at least you guys know how to work together so well that's uh one of the things my uh my wife actually told me before i ever started the podcast years ago uh when me and kenny would go to parties and stuff like that we'd get going and joking back and forth with each other and telling stories and stuff like that and you get like people that would you know want to hang out like listen to the stories we were telling and my wife pulled me aside one day and said you guys should have some sort of a show or something like that together. Like maybe, a, you know, maybe like a YouTube show or something like that, but you guys should do something together. You guys are funny when you're together. And when I started the podcast, the, the very first person I ever thought of was Kenny, because it is one of those situations where I don't have to question what he's thinking, or I don't have to wonder how it's going to make him feel when I bring this up. Like, you know, I know good and well that if we talk about certain subjects, he's going to get really heated really fast. And I know that I can press those buttons, especially if I really want him to get heated on the show. So it's, excuse me, it makes my job as the host a lot easier to just be like, to know your co-host and not have to wonder and hope that that person's going to go where you're hoping they're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And um, so every, do you guys ever have any guests guests on your show we've had a few guests um uh like i said before i used to be in a band a while back and my singer uh, a guy named ray shepherd was on the show for a little bit he came in and did a few um did a few episodes where i think he did about four episodes with us where he just sat in we um he actually moved to utah from atlanta so we talked about like you know what makes utah crazy compared to atlanta and he was like <laughs> um the fact that there's no traffic there's an abundance of mormons compared to atlanta um, so it was, uh, yeah. was kind of cool to get like his perspective on stuff like that. And we told some stories. Um, we've also from time to time, still to this day, we'll have my little brother on and I say my little brother, but he's 32 years old and he'll sit in with us, Steven, and he'll tell us stories, you know, or we'll tell him stories and we'll just basically cut up about him. But, um, outside of those two, I think I had one more friend of mine named Macho a while back and that's pretty much it. Like I think I've had like three or four guests and it's always kind of been 
people want to just to sit down and chat on the show and stuff like that but yeah it's really difficult to do the call-in thing because of sometimes the hours that we're doing it and yeah. because me and Kenny are committed to this it's a lot you know it's a lot more difficult to try and find other people who want to as you know you and I found out it's like if you are trying to book something like this booking around adults gets really difficult so we oh, haven't yeah. we haven't had a lot of guests but um I think that's going to be something we're definitely going to get into as we go further yeah I, I would say man you'd have some really good conversations with people about you know doing the whole now that i'm older and referencing you know pop culture how it was in maybe in the 80s or 90s or whatever it is that that you want to talk about because that makes for interesting conversation especially if it's it doesn't necessarily have to be a podcaster it could be somebody from the other you know like maybe from the media realm media realm all right can speak to that because everybody can speak to something about i now that i'm older dude i've I have caught myself saying now that I'm older so many <laughs> times in my life, and that's a perfect title for your podcast. It, it definitely it's um, when we first put it together, the first name we had was um, it's funny because now I'm friends with the naked diner and the naked porch. Yeah. And the first yeah. uh, name we had, we were going to do a political talk show called the naked truth. And now that I'm oh, yeah. now that I'm hanging out, you know, with all these other podcasts, I'm like, God, I'd feel so lame if we were the three naked podcasts and all of us <laughs> like you know, all of us wear clothes while we're podcasting and shit. Yeah. Um, but then we went to um, when me and my wife used to hang out and it would be like, you know, we would try to put our son to bed and stuff like that. Or, you know, we were having people over and he, we, we had to put the kids in a room. We would tell him we're having adult time. And yeah, I was going to name the show adult time because it was always like trying to be an adult away from the kid and stuff like that. And I was going to use this yeah. sort of concept. And then I was sitting down at Kenny's house one night. We're just chilling, you know, playing a video game or something like that. And I looked over at him and I said, you know what? Now that I'm older, and he goes, now that you're older, he goes, now that you're older, what, what the hell are you talking about? I said, no, that's the name of the show. And I was like, yeah. he looked at me and goes, that's pretty damn good. I got to be honest. And yeah. ever since that moment, it's been, you know, that's been the name of the show. But like I said, when we first started out, we, we had a concept idea of what the show was going to be, but we didn't know that it was going to be centered around stuff like this. Like <clears throat> I've had a lot of people, you know, tell me stories like stuff that they did as kids. As soon as I tell them the, the premise of my show, the first thing that most people do is go, Oh yeah, well, I've got this one story from when I was a kid, you know, like i I was talking about, uh, we had mentioned, uh, bike accidents before on the yeah, show yeah. and one, uh, a person was telling me, Oh yeah, you know, my brother broke his leg and then he had to ride back. And I was like, you know, it's, it's so crazy. As soon as you have like a premise out there in the world, it's very similar to how, you know, I've talked to a couple of the, like the Nick from Epic film guys, I was talking to him yeah. the other night and he says, you know, everybody, you know, just wants to ask me about movies because I have a movie podcast. Yeah. That's all yeah. they want to talk about. Like nobody wants to talk yeah. pop culture. Nobody wants to talk about stories from when they were a kid. Everybody just wants to talk movies. And I, it's so funny because yeah. like I said, He's as soon as I cast as a movie guy, exactly. But as soon as I explain the premise of my story, people are like, well, let me tell you this thing that happened when I was a kid. Yeah. Because it, it, it opens that up. Like, I almost want to tell you this story about when I was a kid, but um, <laughs> you can feel more than no. free to tell me the story. You can actually come on the show and tell the story. I just can't guarantee you that Kenny's not going to make fun of you. I really oh, can't. that's fine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, it's funny. It's funny because now that I'm older, <laughs> my sense of humor is vastly different from when I was a kid. Um, and it, I think it's just because it comes with the maturity, right? And oh so yeah. Many ways. yeah, oh I I I 100% agree. I uh, 
<clears throat> I was talking to, you asked me a minute ago if I'd had guests on and a friend of mine named Macha, mm-hmm. who's this girl who works as a radio DJ in Atlanta. She came on and I was like, well, you're on radio, you know, it might be kind of cool if you came in. So she came, yeah. she's like, a, does promotions and like voiceover stuff. So she comes in and she does the uh, show with us and we're sitting there talking for like, you know, kind of like we did before we started the whole show where we just kind of, you know, shot the shit for a few minutes just to kind of crack yeah. the ice. And we're right. shooting the shit back and forth. And she looks at me at one point and goes, wow, I have not talked to you in about three years. And I, the person that you are now is so different than the guy that I used to know. And I was, I really took it as like an honor for her to say that because it's only been about three or four years since we talked to each other. But yeah. just in that time, like my humor my tolerance for certain things, my, you know, like talking about different, you know, things that are going on in the world. I'm just like, you know what? Just go be you. Just, just don't fucking bother me. I don't care. Just, just go be you and do what you need to do. And it was right. so funny that you, you mentioned like your humor and stuff like that. When I was a kid, like everything was very prim and very proper. I was in a very religious household. You know, we were in church pretty much every day of the week. If my mom could pull it off, we'd have slept at the church. Um, and just no inappropriate humor around the house. Um, we didn't watch movies that were really all that terrible as far as cussing goes and things like that until we got older. Right. And my, my dad could kind of sneak us into the room and stuff like that. And now like the inappropriate type stuff, the, the Kevin Smith type humor, the Tarantino type stuff, that's the stuff that I gravitate towards. And I think, you know, as you get older, you start to realize kind of who you are as a person and you're able to say, you know what? Fuck that. That's not what I want. That's what my parents told me they wanted for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Damn. That's a, that's such a good point and a good analogy. So is it because of you, of you doing the podcasting that, that your friend felt that you were vastly different? Is that kind of turned you into this, changed your style or the way you look at things or is that what it is? Or is it just because you're older? I think it's because I'm older. When I was, uh, when she knew me, I was uh, playing drums in a band around Atlanta and there was a lot of stuff that was going on at the time. You know, there's competition as far as being in a band and trying to get, you know, your leg up on other bands in the area and not, not in like a a contentious sort of way, but you want to make sure that you get the really good shows and there's all that competition and there's, you know, all the, the politics and things like that. And everybody had an attitude about everything. Everybody had a, um, it may, it makes it sound like we were, it was all terrible back in the day. But when you're in your 20s and you're all pressing towards the same goal, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about a lot of different things. And that made me at the time, like, I had this feeling like my band's not going to take, we're not going to be crapped on because, how can I say this to make it not sound like I'm a jackass? We're not going <laughs> to take any shit, basically. Like, we were going to get ours because I knew that we were a good band and stuff like that. And I'm trying to be politically correct when I say it, but... The point is, I definitely was not afraid to tell you what my opinion was on pretty much every single subject out there. And I was basically a jackass in a lot of the things that I thought. And it wasn't until after I'd gotten away from that cutthroat, constant competition, music scene type stuff where I could sit down, be more informed, read a lot more, be more tuned into the news and shit like that. And I started actually forming an informed opinion about things as opposed to just being like, well, that's bad because I fucking think it's bad. You know, I was able to finally know why and be able to sit and have a conversation. It's still to this day when I'll talk about certain subjects at work, somebody will look at me and say, you're way more educated on this than I am, you know, because we'll start bringing <laughs> up like politics or we'll talk about movies or oh, something yeah. like that. 
you know, and somebody will say like, Oh yeah, I like Tarantino when he did um, his first movie, uh, Kill Bill. And I'm like, no, oh my God, that's not his first movie. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the first thing out of my mouth. I'm like, no, no, have you never even heard of Reservoir Dogs? What's wrong with you? So yeah. it's, it's stuff like that. Like being able to be away from the, like, as far as the person she knew, why did I mature and get, get where I was is because at that time I was in this cutthroat, you know, music scene where we didn't mean to be, but everybody was competing for the same goal, which was to get the better shows and to, to build the bigger crowd and stuff like that. And the attitude and the person that I was at the time, because I was having to deal with all that shit, I didn't really take time to be informed about stuff. And it just really didn't register on my radar. Why would, why did I need to care about that? My main focus was getting the band moving forward and having a family. That was pretty much it. Wow. It's, and that was, that's what I was just about to ask you, man, was if being, you know, in Atlanta, which is a pretty big city and a pot and a big music city at that, is it very, it was very cutthroat then, I guess, trying to establish yourself out there. It, the, the easiest way to say it is it was more than a little cutthroat. There was, um, there was a lot of, of, you know, guys in the beginning, when I first started out, when I was really young, trying to get into it, um, you know, everybody just kind of, you know, if you were established and you had a crowd, you know, you didn't really help anybody out. And as the, the scene got older, as the people in the scene got older, we started this thing very similar to the family of podcasts that I'm a part of. And I believe you are as well with the Potter and family. Yeah. Yeah, very I mean. similar to that. Um, I don't make any claims for anybody else. So that's why I always throw it out there like that. But um, very similar to that, we started this thing called Local Love Loud back in the day, which was a charity. And we all said, similar to what we said in Potter and Family, hey, let's stop competing for listeners. Let's all start sharing listeners, basically. Yeah, And yeah. we can bring this entire thing up. So towards the end of the Atlanta music scene that I was a part of, we started this whole community type feeling and started like helping each other out. So in the very beginning of it, it was definitely, you know, you're, you're pressing this person, you're asking this favor, you're, you know, trying to book this band for your show. You're trying to open for that band. And it's yeah. just, it's constant. It's never ending. It's one of those things like being in my late twenties, my early thirties, having a band and trying to balance an actual 40 hour a week job <clears throat> on top yeah, of having a wife and a kid it was, you know, it was very, um, there was very little time for anything else other than the band. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah. That's gotta be hard. It That's was. That's gotta be hard. That's what she said. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's the, there's that dirty humor. Yeah, there it is. And anyway, no, no. Um, I was going to ask, so, oh yeah. So back to that conversation with your coworker, I love Reservoir Dogs. Did, did you educate them on that or did they kind of just blow you off? Oh no. I, anytime anybody wants to have a conversation like that, like me and my wife, we had uh, just watched and dear God, we're not going to get off on a, a tangent with this, but we had just yeah. watched Batman versus Superman the other night. Oh God, And yeah. I was like, you know, I was talking to her about this as far as Batman. I was like, you know, this, this, I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into it, but we go through it. Yeah, and she's like, you. how do you just know all this stuff about this stuff? I said, because unfortunately for most of us guys, at least sports stats, comic book facts, um, superhero facts, quotes from movies, things like that lineage of movies, like with Tarantino and, you know, from reservoir dogs to Pulp Fiction and all, all that right. stuff. Right. Those facts are so much more enjoyable to remember and to be able to call up on like just a simple snap of your fingers right. than facts about your job 
that that's why a lot of us are just like, um, if you ask us something at work, you know, a lot of us are really good at our jobs and things like that, but you know, we can get you the answer or we can, you know, come up with the answer. But for the most part, if you ask me a movie quote, I, I can quote fight club. Like I can turn the volume down and pretty much walk you through the dialogue on fight club word wow. for word. That's so awesome. when somebody asked me things about, you know, Tarantino and things like that, or they're like, yeah, you know, that, that, uh, that, that first movie he did in glorious bastards or some, you know, stupid oh, show like that. I'm like, no, no, actually, you know, he, he made his first movie. It was pretty much all shot in a warehouse and, you know, walk them through the whole thing. And then I'm like, you know, then Pulp Fiction is what he's known for. But if you really want to dig into Tarantino and find out where he came from, go watch, watch Reservoir Dogs, at least the diner scene. And they're like, okay, I'll check that out. You know, and I, I like, um, I like Jackie Brown. I mean, I don't want to go off on a movie ch- tangent, but I like <laughs> Jackie Brown a lot. I honestly, I've got to go back and try and watch Jackie Brown again, because out of everything, Jackie Brown was my least favorite, um, but it's hard. It's hard for me to say a least favorite for a Tarantino film because my least favorite for a Tarantino film is still like at least ranked a seven or above on a one to 10 scale. So, yeah, you know, like um, for me, like Kill Bill 2 is so much less awesome than Kill Bill 1 if you try to compare the two of them. But if you watch them individually, right. they're both badass movies. So it's, yeah, it, yeah, they are. you know, like it's very subjective. Like I said, you know, Jackie Brown, I watched it, I think twice. And then I was like, you know what? That's just, I'd rather spend my focus on, you know, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and, you know, that, that sort of stuff right now. It just, it, yeah. I don't know. It didn't register for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get you. I, I did. I, I do have the Mr. Pink edition somewhere around here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, No, man. So, I mean, that that's pretty cool, man. I, I, I like, I like to do that education thing when somebody tells me about about certain movies and I kind of like and and like like you said dude I mean when on my if I have downtime or I'm in the am I I'm in the head in the morning getting ready right to start my day I'll listen to I'll like go on IMDb and I'll just pick a movie and I'm like oh I want to know some hidden facts yeah. about this and but it, but I I do retain it's like stats like just like random stuff. And, and it's funny that you, you said that your wife said that to you. My wife will tell me that all the time. She's like, you're like, you're like the movie guy. And I said, well, thank you. You know, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of take that to the next level of, of like awesomeness. I think I'm awesome, but in reality, maybe I'm not as awesome, but either way, man, that that's still, that's still pretty cool. It, so um, it definitely, it, I'm sorry. It, it definitely for me, at least I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it definitely for me, at least it's always like, I don't know how I do it, but that sort of stuff sticks. Like it's a lot harder to get yeah. something like work facts and things like that to stick yeah. than yeah. it is for, you know, the fact that Gargamel was the name of the human in the Smurfs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cartoon show was pretty easier to, to retain that Gargamel oh, was Gargamel. No. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even talking about the, the live action stuff, stuff like that really okay, annoys yeah. me. It just, it's like, I don't know. We, again, we don't want to get off we're, on a, a huge on. Hollywood yeah, tangent, but for me, yeah, at yeah. least the, the remake thing is just blown my brain out. I'm like, ah. So then uh, I was going to ask you, cause you, you had mentioned before we started the show, you had done an episode of top 100 favorite, theme songs to tv shows right what but which one i have to ask you what was your like your did y'all have a hard time coming up with that list or well we we actually didn't do the list what kenny had done this was um it was it was ridiculous what he had actually done at the time because he had taken his phone 
And he was like, I wonder if I can run my phone. Like I knew we could run a cell phone through the mixer and all that stuff. I'd already played around with yeah. all this, but Kenny's, you know, I'm, I'm off doing something else. Like I was getting some to drink or something along those lines. And he's playing around with the mixer and he's like, I wonder if I can run my phone to where we could record it while we hear it. So he runs it through a channel. We get everything recorded and everything like that. And he's like so yeah. stoked that he can run his phone. So he finds this list on, um, Oh Lord, what's that thing called? Um, Lord, I can't think of the name of the service. It starts with an S. Um, uh, Skype? Skype, not Skype. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah. Anyway, it's the music service that you can get um, that you basically pay for. Uh, Spotify. Spotify, there you go. I kept wanting to say SoundCloud, and I was like, it's not SoundCloud. Yeah, okay. But um, yeah. he found this list on Spotify of the top 100, and he was going through it. And most of them, we would have no idea what the, the show was. Like we'd sit there and listen to them and be like, I've never even freaking heard of this show. What is this? Um, yeah. And then it would go into something that we really knew, like the Twilight Zone or the X-Files and things like that. So we didn't actually come up with a list. We just ran through a choice few of the ones that we did. But one of, my thing, one of the things that I've been thinking about is going back now that we've done that and kind of throwing out our top 20 between the two of us of what the best mm-hmm theme songs were of all times because there's so many iconic songs like as soon as you hear the music from the a-team you immediately think of the black van and mr t with all the jewelry and shit like that like that's immediately what you think when you see that so i was thinking that that would be something good to back up after you know the first time was just kind of an accident where kenny realized that he could put his his phone into the mixer and then this time going in and actually doing it for real yeah that's that's a good point so yeah, yeah, A team, yeah, automatically thinking of Mr. T. I was gonna say maybe you were gonna say maybe American Gladiators or no. Saved by the Bell or something like that. <laughs> Saved by the Bell, I'll, I'll give it to you. Saved by, by the Bell had a very iconic theme song. Every time you hear it, it's quintessential late '80s, early '90s, but it's very, right. very recognizable. Like similar to Gilligan's Island. As soon as you hear Gilligan's Island, yeah. the first thing you'd think of is you know little buddy and the skipper and marianne and all this shit Mm -hmm. like that's immediately what's brought to mind every time you hear that and then we listen to some of the stuff like it brought up the theme song to star trek um deep space nine or some shit like that and i was like Mm -hmm. dude i have no idea what the hell was even going on in the show this is this is like deeper cuts when it comes to star wars or star trek i had no idea Nice, nice. So, is it is it hard for you guys to to make a, to have like a, a set of topics for each episode, or do you kind of like you just brainstorm? You're just like brainstorming nonstop to try to find certain things to talk about. Um, as far as the the stuff we talk about on the show, a lot of times I'll come in and I'll tell Kenny, this is the subject that I want to get into this week. Um, as far as like what types of stories I want to talk about, and I like um one of the things that uh, one of our newer episodes is going to be like, what's the the thing you did? What's the one time that you really got your ass tore up as a kid for something that you did that was just absolutely terrible. Like something that you knew was bad when you were doing it. What was it that, that you did? And we'll talk about that beforehand and then we'll roll yeah. into it. Or there are times that Kenny will come to me and say, Hey man, I found like, um, we've done it a couple of times now, the rules for uh, ruling the galaxy or whatever, or rules for being an evil overlord and shit like that. He'll find yeah. stuff like that and come to me and be like, Hey man, let's read this list. And, you know, we'll just cut up about it. So we'll go, we'll bat stuff back and forth. But for the most part, I'll just throw a topic at Kenny and he'll go, okay, cool. Let's do that. Nice. So then it just, and it just flows. 
Yeah, it's it, like I said, because we've places. we've been friends for as long as we have, we don't necessarily like even if we get into a topic, like I've literally been into a topic for like seven minutes and had Kenny go, this topic is stupid. Let's not do this one anymore. <laughs> and literally I'll use that and end the uh, segment on him going, this topic is stupid. Let's not do this anymore. And that's where we'll end. So sometimes I'll use like uh, when he does stuff like that against him and he won't realize it because he doesn't listen to the show until it's actually out. So I can have a little bit of fun with it when it comes to that sort of thing. Nice. Nice. Um, and so it's always been you and Kenny on the podcast. Um, there was about three episodes in the beginning where some friends of mine, uh, the guy who actually had told me to start a podcast in the beginning, Christian, uh, him and his co-host for their, uh, podcast called the powerful nerd cast. Those two guys had come on and sat in with me and, uh, me and my little brother. And we'd done about four, maybe three or four episodes because me and Kenny were, basically at the time he was like, I don't know if I really want to get into doing the podcast. I'm not hundred percent sure I want to be the co-host. And I did yeah. about three episodes with these other guys. He heard two of those episodes and picked up the phone and called me and said, listen, man, um, we should get together and record some podcast stuff. We really should. And, um, that was, I think the third or the fourth episode that we ever did. I went over to his house with my, um, my cell phone and had my cell phone recorder. And that's how I recorded us at the time. Like I wasn't even wow. ready to invest in microphones yet. I was like, this is yeah. still so new. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is going to be forever or if this is just going to be for a couple of weeks. So until I know, right. I don't want to go out and spend money. So we'd yeah. sit there and record with my little cell phone and, you know, we'd go back and shoot the shit and I'd listen to the audio quality. And it would just be so terrible, just so terrible, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but we were having fun. You know, the content was fun. It was, you know, people were listening and saying, you guys are funny. You just got to get, you know, better content. You got to get rid of the terribly egregious background noise in every one of your episodes because you're using a cell phone to record. Yeah. And, and I think when I first, when we first started out in the night when transitioning to this, I was already educated enough to get the stuff that I wanted to use. And I realized that USB microphones are atrocious as, as hard. I mean, and after we had spent, you know, a good amount of money on, on a good microphone for USB purposes, but not for uh, not for this and then we finally switched out and had an audio interface set up and with micro with xlr mics and right. all this stuff and, and now it sounds so much better and you know but at the same time like you said man i mean i i think one of two things was just one i was uneducated i didn't know how to start out with it and then two was just do i really do we have should i spend this amount of money to get going and every tutorial and i mean we all did the same research you look up tutorials you look up this you look up that you look up this and they tell you if you want to sound really good from the beginning you need to invest in the right microphone and looking back on it now hindsight 2020 yes i should have done that because i probably would have saved more money in the long run yeah i didn't get my uh the microphones i use um for my show until probably i want to say episode 26 27 somewhere in there and we started using really good microphones and then eventually we got a new mixer and we you know had a great mixer that we could use then and you know then i got new recording yeah. software so it's i think podcasting is an education it's a constant education yeah. and Definitely just as is. soon as you think you know everything that you need to know to do your show there's something brand new that can completely change everything for you like it completely right open your eyes in a totally different way. Like using a new um, recording software, I'm using a studio one right now, but okay. using studio one going from audacity to that was like, oh. Holy shit. 
this is yeah, night and day. This is like eye opening. This just blew my mind. And the same sort of thing with the microphones. I started out with like my brother used to be a singer for a band back in the day. While I was off playing drums and bands, he was off singing for bands. So he had all this musical equipment laying around the house. Like he had some old microphones and one microphone was a really good, sure, like SM58. And yeah, the other two microphones mic. were just God awful, just God awful microphones, but it was all we had. Yeah. So we sat up and we would do the, uh, I think the first like three episodes like that we recorded at the house were recorded with those microphones and the audio quality yeah. is just so bad. But at the same time, it's what we had because I didn't know if I wanted to record or if I wanted right. to spend the money on, you know, buying the new recording equipment. But like you said, it's one of those things that you read in the beginning, consistency and quality are the two things that your show yep. has to be known for. If it's not known for those things, you're going to lose listeners just based on those two things. So it's really, yeah. it's one of those difficult things. And I think as a podcaster, you should wait until episode 20, episode 30, somewhere in there before you really commit to buying great microphones, start out with good microphones if you can, but before you go out and spend, excuse me, $300 on a new mixer, you know, and then like 75 to 150 bucks a piece on new microphones, make sure this is for you because you definitely don't want to be right. staring at a whole bunch of a studio equipment two months from then going, well, that was fun. I guess we'll just sell that in a yard sale. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. I, it, it, it almost, I mean, this is like almost full circle, not full circle, but you know, reference to music. Oops, sorry. I remember when, yeah, you're good. when I was a, when I was a kid, I got really into the guitar guitar my dad had wanted um i listened my dad got me into santana right when i was a kid and i just loved the way the guitar sounded i said i want to do this i want to be that guy that plays a guitar and whatever so he took me to our local guitar store and they the guy who owned it would give people guitar lessons so my dad said well what do i do and he's like well look if you if he really is serious about it give him give me like three months and he's going to be really good but if he's not serious about it, we'll find out like in a week or two. Right. So within two weeks, I was done. So, but, and it's the same thing with podcasting. Like, I think, like you said, if you get 20, 25 episodes under your belt, that's when you know whether or not this is, is just something really you want to do. Cause if you don't have that same mindset or that mentality that, Hey, if you really care about it from the get go and then you're 20, 30 episodes in, get, get yourself the best, best equipment you can. Um, and just go from there and worry about putting out the quality content and doing your social media and everything like that. Yeah. That's definitely one of those things that, that, that a lot of people kind of neglect. And I was definitely very guilty of it in the beginning is I would sit and look at my numbers and go, I got 12 people listening to the show this week. Why, what am I doing wrong? Like yeah. why are 350, 250 people not tuning in every week? Like, shouldn't people just want to listen to podcasts? Yeah. And I didn't realize that you had to actually like, I'm being a little bit facetious, but I, you know, I didn't really put the time in now and I would, I'm not going to say social media is a full-time job, but it definitely, there is definitely about an hour of my day that I have to spend doing social media to try and keep yeah. promoting the show and things like that. And it's just, yeah. it's another one of those things that you have to do on a regular basis to make your, to make your show known to put your show right. out in front of people. And it's you know, right. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. You have to actually spend the time to do it because there's so many people that are just like, yeah, you know, we don't really promote that much. We just, uh, you know, we put the show out every week and 
we're fine with that. And if you're, if you don't want the show to grow, if you just want the people that are listening to listen, then that's fine. Just keep on doing that. But if you yeah. want the show to grow, like you said a second ago, quality, consistency, and then promotion falls right in line behind that. You've got to make your yeah. show accessible and visible to a lot of people. Yeah. And you guys have a, have a pretty big following on Twitter. I saw. Yeah. It's, so, I it's, mean, does that, go ahead. Is that, does that, is that, has that played a major key in, in the show's uh, success and progression so far? It definitely has. Um, it's definitely a numbers game. My wife was asking me, she was like, uh, so are, uh, is everybody like, you know, one of your listeners? And I was like, Jesus, I really, really wish every one of my Twitter followers was a listener, but the more right. Twitter followers I get and the more Twitter followers I interact with and I actually talk to and things like that, the more people who find the show, because once they can connect a real person to the actual show and they can connect like the, the things that we're talking about, I try to put like pictures with every one of my tweets so that when you see my yeah. tweets, you know what the, that, that segment of the show was about, or, you know, what the show is going to be about that week. It's something you can yeah. relate to. So it's, it's definitely helped the show grow a lot more because people don't look at our tweets and go, I wonder what that's about. People look at our tweets. Yeah. And, go, yeah. and, and putting, you know, and I was just, I was just thinking about that the other day because I tweet out my, my show and I put the link on there and I'm thinking, you know what, I've got to put a picture out on this thing because otherwise it doesn't seem like it's very um, eye catching. It just looks like another thing on the feed. Right. Right. And that's, it's another one of those things that um, it took me a long time because I didn't for the first bunch of episodes of my show, um, like, you know, the first 20 or so episodes, I wasn't really like pounding the pavement on Twitter. Like I would put out a tweet like once a day, I would retweet like two or three other podcasts. And that was pretty much the extent of me doing Twitter or doing any sort of social media. And as yeah. soon as I actually started putting time into it and started actually trying to forcibly go out and find other shows to interact with and to, to be friends with and things like that, things started to get a lot better for me very quickly. But it was when I started doing that, I read an article that said, make sure that you make your tweets stand out. Yeah. And being really witty is awesome, but you have to remember that this is a visual, um, what's the word they use? This is a visual microwave generation. Everything's yeah. got to happen instantly. So if they look at your tweet and it doesn't stand out or jump off the page, they're yeah. going to keep on scrolling. Yep. 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 That's definitely going to happen, man. And I think, I, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to realize that I got to get more visually active on it because that, that might help and get the, get the presence known out there for my, for my listeners or grow listeners or make it more impactful to the, to the show. Even if it's just a picture of your logo for the show, you know, on yeah. a regular basis, like just having something that they, when they see your, your stuff on social media, they have something that they can associate with you. Because again, like I said, there's yeah. something I read said there's like a, a 90 second shelf life for every tweet you have. So wow. for, for 90 seconds, that tweet is visible unless it's picked up and retweeted by someone, which increases the life of each one of your tweets and stuff like that. Right. I'm not going right. to get to Twitter nerd on anybody yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. However, <laughs> it, because if you start to actually spend time with your social media and stuff like that, the more and more that you do, the more and more people are, are retweeting your show or talking about your show and things like that. Those are people that, you know, if there's 10 people on Twitter talking about your show, hopefully you're going to get at least one or two of those to actually tune in and be a listen that week. Somebody that's actually going to yeah. check out the show. And it's one of those things that it, it was really difficult in the beginning to, again, because 
this generation, we all want things to happen immediately. It was really difficult to put in all the time on Twitter on a daily basis and then look at the numbers and be like, well, I only got 10 more listens this week. And then over time, it was like, well, you know, I only got 30 more listens this week. And then I only got 50 more listens this week. And eventually it started to grow and, you know, it's, it's continued to grow. But, you know, it, it takes that time and that effort very similar to the fact that you've got to make that commitment to doing a show every week. You've got to make that commitment to, if you've passed 20 or 30 episodes, to go out and buy yourself good equipment so that you sound really good. You've got to promote and you've got to spend your time with your Twitter. It's just simply one of those things you have to do if you want to have a good podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's well said, man. So, all right, man. Well, we're, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. I thought it went uh, pretty yeah. well. I think uh, I think I'm a little long winded at times. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> well, it could be just it's Monday too, so that might have a lot to do with it. Maybe. Honestly, as soon as I got home, um, things were a little bit chaotic around the house and things like that. Yeah, um, it was a like go go go. Yeah, go, it's go. just it's constant on a Monday, and I left work like right on time and then i get the message from you you're like okay so about 20 minutes i'm like oh shit i thought we were doing it like nine so yeah okay cool 20 minutes i'll be ready so it's i'm I'm glad that that we finally did this man i am too man i hope it really comes out good and uh i hope i don't sound like a jackass in a lot of the places No, you're not a jackass no no you're good um so you want to you want to plug your social media and all your other stuff so my dear listeners can check out your podcast yeah um the podcast is called now that i'm older you can find us on now that i'm older.com we're also on facebook as well as stitcher and itunes you can also find us on twitter at i'm older pc we have a new episode that drops every single thursday um, i try to get it out like usually around midnight on thursday so as soon as you wake up it'll be in your podcast feed if you subscribe to us and um this week we're going to be talking about shitty roommates and uh possibly the legend <laughs> of chico which is a, a oh, chihuahua nice. that i had at one point so Check it out. If you guys like it, you know, keep tuning in. If you don't like it, don't tell anybody and uh, just keep going about your business. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like that one, man. <laughs> All right, Shane from Now That I'm Older podcast, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Folks, check out his show. He's a really cool guy. They've got an entertaining show and I will listen to many more episodes and I look forward to, man, we got to do this again down the road, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, you guys have a great week, man. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks, You're Shane. Welcome. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. Wow. All righty. Great, great show. Great podcast. Thank you, Shane, for being on the podcast. Uh, check out his fo- folks. Check out his podcast. Uh, let him know what you think. Um, also, um, thank you for listening to my show. So we're now at that point where we're closing up. And uh, a couple of things I wanted to get across was uh, make sure you do that audible.com trial for me. Audible.com slash world of row. Take advantage of that 30 day trial. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to do it here. So what we're going to do now is uh, talk social media. Uh, my Twitter, Instagram, at Roel Santos Jr. Give me a follow. Give me a thumbs up on my Facebook page, and I'll follow you back. Uh, you've been listening to The World of Row. I'm Row, and you're not. And stay tuned as The World of Row continues. You've been listening to the World of Row podcast.